on Wednesday. So I'm not going to repeat what I said on Wednesday. It's already available on Inspire Radio podcast. You can use the link that we shared. And uh, after the service, enjoy also the message on your own time. But I want us to look into the Word of God from the book of 2 Samuel chapter 1, 2 Samuel chapter 1, verse 26. 2 Samuel chapter 1, verse 26. And then I would want us again to open another scripture from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 16. So I'm only going to be looking into these two scriptures. Thank you, Lord. 2 Samuel chapter 1, verse 26. Verse 26. The Bible says, I am distressed for thee, my brother Jonathan, very pleasant as thou being unto me. Thy love to me was wonderful, passing the love of women. I'm going to repeat it. I am distressed for thee, my brother Jonathan, very pleasant as thou being unto me. Thy love to me was wonderful, passing the love of women. Now, if you are someone who loves reading the word of God and then you read the whole chapter on your own time, you are going to understand that this extract, this scripture, it was David who was talking pertaining Jonathan, the son of Saul, the king. And Jonathan yet fallen in a battle. He was killed in a battle. And after his death, then you begin to hear David weeping, mourning for Jonathan. And he is expressing it through words that he is greatly distressed. And the reason why he is saying I've been distressed, it is simply because he is saying that I have lost a brother. I am greatly distressed, Jonathan, my brother. And he goes on and he says that he has been so pleasant to me. He has been so good. He has been so nice to me. So Jonathan was not only a brother to David. And mind you, these people, they were not related as per se, as people coming from the same house or from the same family. Thank you, Jesus. Are we together, Jesus of God? David was Jesus' son. Jonathan, he was Saul's son. So these people, they were not coming from the same tribe. They were not coming from the same family. But you are hearing David saying that I am distressed, Jonathan, my brother. 
when Jonathan is falling during the battle when he died and he goes on and he says he gives reasons for his distress and he says because you have been so pleasant to me number one and he goes on and he begins to talk of a love that was existing between these people between these two and he says you love to me Jonathan it was very great passing the love of women and remember to those who were there on Wednesday I said there are so many dimensions of love and I gave you examples of those dimensions because it's very possible for you to think that you are someone who has got love, yet you are oriented in one dimension of love. So the love between a couple, a married couple, is that kind of love that we call in Greek the eros. This is the love that you may have for your husband because you people, you have feelings for each other, you sleep together. You can be intimate together. And what do you people here? It's the what? The Eros. And I spoke of the agape, which is the unconditional love. Whereby you love in the same dimension as God loves. There are no conditions there. You don't love because that person is your wife or your husband but you love unconditionally and I spoke of another dimension of love which I called the philos or the philia and this kind of love I said it is based on friendship whereby you have got an affection towards someone because that person is your friend and I spoke of another dimension of love which I called the storch. And the storch is the love that you have for someone who is familiar to you or someone you relate to. So this is that love that you have for your mother, for your father, for your brother. The storch. So you can see that there are many things to talk of when we talk of love. So, Jonathan and David, they had a bond of love. And that love, it was out of friendship. And because of that love, many times when Saul wanted to destroy David, Jonathan, the son, would go to tell David the plans of the father. And many times, David, you'd escape from trouble. Amen with you. So the love that existed between these two was the filial kind of love. This kind of love you love. And the person that is involved is as equal as you are. But the other dimension of love, the rates may not be the same. 
the eros. The eros is the love that exists between you and your husband. And in that kind of a setup, your husband will always come and tell you that he's the greater part in that relationship. <laughs> Am I helping somebody here? Am I with you? But the fear, one of the fears, you are in a friendship, you are all equal in that dimension. So you are seeing David and Jonathan in a bond. And that bond it had matured to a level of a, of a brotherhood, that friendship, it had matured to a level as similar to the level of a brotherhood. And you are hearing David telling, saying it after Jonathan had passed, that you know what, your love for me, it was greater than the eros, or the love that people have for women. Or the love that women have for men. The eros. Everything is a superior. So we are seeing a certain dimension of love. And the last time I was here, I spoke of the agape. And I said, that one, that one is the unconditional love of God towards people. And when you grow, thank you Jesus, in Christ, from being a baby in the Lord, from being a nephews, <laughs> you go and you begin to operate in this dimension, which is the agape dimension. And I gave you a scripture whereby Paul was comparing. It's like he's not comparing, but he's comparing everything to this kind of a dimension. He said that even if I prophesy, he says even though if I give my body, he says even if I have all faith, but if I don't have this charity, I am nothing. And he begins to tell you that when I was a child, I used to speak as a child, I used to think as a child. Imagine me for you. But he is talking of love. So we are now looking at a love that is higher. A love that is operating from a higher frequency. From a higher platform. And when you orient your love, life to love like God unconditionally, then you begin to see love becoming what I said. Love is an activator. Because many people they pray for faith, but faith it is activated by love. Because faith is an action. And if your faith doesn't have actions, then it's not faith, it is dead. But when you claim to have faith and you have love, then the love becomes the activator of the faith. Because what you love, you act upon. Am I helping somebody here? I feel like I'm speaking deep things here. And I look at some of the faces in the house. A lot of people, they look like they don't understand. 
likeness of God, in the resemblance of God, because God is love. And not only love, his love, he gives it unconditionally. All the other dimensions we can talk of, they are with conditions. You cannot give everyone the Eros love because they are conditions. If I help someone here, you cannot have everyone operating in the storage dimension of love because they are conditions. There are certain things that you do for a family member. And those things you never do for someone who is out of your family. Because they are conditions, he's not your family. In the African context, there are times when people gather for meetings. And then other people who are not part of the family, they are also present. And you begin to see that the storage, it has limits, it has conditions. You see people being told, you know what, this is our own meeting. This is our family meeting. We are talking of what is happening in our family. So may you please excuse us. So the condition there is you are not, even though you have been friends, you, 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 you like each other, but in that family meeting you are excluded because you are not part of the family. The eros, when they go to their bedroom, they will say goodnight to you. You're excluded. <laughs> You're not part of it. So there is a condition there. Am I going people here? Thank you, Jesus. The failure when friends are talking, they may even use a language that you cannot understand when you are part of them. You need to hear them say, ah, we are talking about that thing, that thing. And you don't know what thing they are talking about. And then they know because they are friends. So there is a condition there that is excluding you from partaking of that love. But when we are talking of the agape love, everyone is included. It doesn't matter you are Chinese, God still loves you. It doesn't matter you are black, God still loves you. It doesn't matter you are white, the agape it encompasses you. It doesn't matter your language. That God still loves you without conditions. So when you are growing as a believer, you need to grow more in the agape life. Because each and every problem that you see right now in your life or around other people, it is simply because of the absence of this dimension of love. Tell me one problem, one problem that is prominent in your life that is not caused by the lack of love. Tell me one. Thank you, Jesus. If you have a problem because your neighbors are gossiping you, it's because love is lacking. If you're in a relationship and someone hated you, hate you in that relationship, it's because love was missing. If you were ever heartbroken, it's because 
was missing. If you ever were a victim of any violent action from another party, it's because love was missing. If you've been a victim of a selfish act whereby somebody acted selfishly, it's because love was missing. So all the problems that we see as humanity, they are caused by our imperfection. When we talk of our growth in this dimension of life, so this is the highest thing that we must do. try to search for as Christians, as believers. Somebody say, I hear you. Seek all the other things, it's good. It's good to pray in tongues, it's good to prophesy, it's good to understand mysteries. But if you don't grow in love, you're doing nothing. I said it and I'll say it again. Any gift that operates, it doesn't matter it's a spiritual gift. If it doesn't operate in the confines, in the parameters guided by love, that gift may not save God. It may not save God. I'm saying it as a man of God who wears lots of gifts of the Spirit. So you may think, uh, maybe the man of God is saying this because he cannot do this. But I'm saying, because I know. Imagine people here. So when you grow in love, you grow in maturity. Thank you, Jesus. Many people even in families, they are no longer seeing eye to eye. Why? Because love is missing. Somebody said something bitter to you and you are in pain right now simply because love is missing. Imagine giving for you. Today what I want to talk about, I want to talk about the love of God, the love of Jesus. When you don't have the agape, the unconditional love, for Jesus because the majority of Christians they have got conditions attached to their service to the Lord their conditions there if I was to make a short interview right now and start asking you questions why are you today in church we are going to be hearing of conditions here. Because some of you are here because the condition is you are looking for a blessing. Imagine the people. Some of you you are here because you want God to do something for you. You want God to lift up a certain dimension of your life. Most of you, when you pray, it's about conditions. And when we take out that condition, then your love of Jesus, it goes. Thank you, Jesus. Am I helping someone here? Have you ever seen some people who used to do certain things? But when you check now, they stopped. Why? Because the condition. The condition is either the condition was met. 
do you know that some people they give because it's conditional when they give prophets a, a money for drink it's because they want the, 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 the favor some, some, from the prophet so many people they love as, as a transaction as a transaction you know a transaction we are talking of an exchange. You love because something must also come in your direction. That's why it's very, very difficult for people to understand the language of giving. Because you understand money is something that must activate transactions. You are the, that's your understanding of money. Thank you, Jesus. Imagine we be here. So it's hard for you to give when there is not nothing that you see coming. It might not be someone here. Amen. Because there is a what? There is a condition. It might not be someone here. Now, most of the problems that I'm talking about here is because of those conditions. So the other dimensions of love that we can talk about, they are not perfect. That's why someone who is conjoined to another person in the eros dimension the eros dimension can fail can fail it can fail imagine living for you there is another dimension have you ever seen a lot of people and then they divorce after saying i love you to death do us apart. Then five years down the line, you hear them fighting each other, calling the other one, you know that one is a dog. Yes. And then they break up. Before death did them apart, they broke up. It's because the arrows is something that is more controlled by emotions. So emotions can go. Or emotions can go from that person and go to another one. They might open someone here. They might open someone here. And then you find the arrows failing to send that relationship. But there is another dimension which we call the pragma. The pragma dimension of love, which is the enduring love. This is the kind of dimension whereby if you see your grandfather and your grandmother together, now you know that the Eros, it graduated to become the Pragma. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Are you helping someone? Yes. Am I helping someone? Because many people, they will not be able to graduate the Eros to the Pragma. Enduring love whereby they grow and they grow great together and they are still together. It's enduring love. The pragma is better than the eros. Am I talking to someone here? But talking of love, there are people who love as an obsession because they are obsessed by something. It's an obsession. Am I helping someone here? That one we call it the mania dimension of love. It's an obsession then. 
Imagine, if you ever seen people who are obsessed, the way you are obsessed to your phone, there is an obsession there. It may not be someone. So that one, we call it the mania, dimension of love. And there is another dimension of love which we call the ladders, the ladders dimension. That one is for people who are just making fun. Making fun. That's why in Shona they will say Kutunga na Kwembuzi. I don't know in Sudu, you know, Kutunga na Kwembuzi is like the gods they are fighting. There's nothing serious there. It may not be someone here. <laughs> it may not be someone here. Yes. If you ever seen some small people, probably the matrix and the all of the eating and they love each other. And they are always sticking together. We are talking of the ladders. There is nothing there. It's about making fun. They just want to experiment. To feel what it feels like to have a girlfriend. Or a boyfriend. That is the ladder's dimension. This is the dimension that a lot of youths in this church also are in. To just make fun. No seriousness. The day the girl would ask the boy, when are you going to marry me? That's the day the relationship ends. The day the girl would ask, when are you going to my house to pay Lobola? That's the day that the relationship breaks. Because to the point we are just making fun. There's nothing serious. That's the what? The ladders, the nation of love. Am I speaking someone here? Am I speaking sense? And we have another dimension of love which is called the philautia. The philautia. The philautia, it's close to the philos, but it's not the philos, it's, it's another dimension. The philautia. In that dimension of love, this is the dimension where you have self-love. Self-love. Do you know that there are people who don't love themselves? Do you know that there are people who don't love themselves? And normally people who don't love themselves, they cannot be able to love anyone other person. But themselves, they don't love themselves. Am I making sense? Check around you. Probably there are many examples of the guys who smoke those drugs, the Nyawopi guys. They don't love themselves. Those ones, they would go to any cost as long as something has got an alcohol content. They don't care. As long as they are drunk, they don't care about the cost to their health. They don't care. They don't love themselves. You know, when these things of sanitizers came, I say, you know what? These people in the government, they banned alcohol. But they never banned the sale of sanitizers. And there was a time when I was reading a sanitizer bottle and 
It was written 70% alcohol, 70%. 70. And that sanitizer, the government thinks is, is going to only wash hands. But to someone who doesn't have the fill out here, that, that sanitizer is not only a sanitizer, it's also a drug. People without self love. Am I speaking to me for you? If in yourself there are certain choices that you have made, and when you check those choices, you will begin to regret of them. Because they never were choices that you made out of love. And I'm talking of love for other people. Love to yourself. Am I speaking sense? Am I making sense? There are people who make decisions that are to their detriment. After that decision, then you begin to ask yourself, what have I done? Thank you, Jesus. Because self-love is the missing link there. So all these dimensions, why am I giving these dimensions out? You need them because if you don't understand them, you will not understand how to relate because you are always in a relationship one way or the other you may not be in a relationship with a girlfriend or with a guy or with a man but you are always relating to other people someone someone it may not be someone it may speak to someone now talking of love there is what we call the language of love. The language of love. It doesn't matter which dimension. Now when we are talking of the language of love, we are talking about how you apply yourself when you are in love with something. How do you apply yourself when you are in love with something, with someone? Jesus. It must be something that be, can be traced to your action, to your action. Remember I said that love is the activator. What I'm saying is activator is love is the, the thing that drives actions. Every action that you do, love is driving it. Thank you Jesus. Okay. The language of what? Somebody say the language of love. Somebody say the language of love. Now, we are talking of how you channel your love. Many people, they start with words. Words. We can call them words of affirmation. Words of affirmation whereby you are confessing to someone that I love you. Whereby you are confessing your love about something that, ah, I love KFC. Someone say I love Nando's. 
It's an affirmation. You are speaking out, and the speech it is translating into an action. It must translate into an action. And normally, that is the starting point for you to exhibit or to demonstrate that you are in love with something else. And be someone here because. There is no love that you say you love something and you don't speak about nothing. Many relationships right now, they are tumbling down because the affirmation, it disappeared. When you were still dating, you people were, you, 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 you used to get thousands of text messages from your now husband. And he's telling you, yeah, my angel, I love you. without you. Writing poems for you. Now we are talking of what? Affirmation. And now you you are in the house. The affirmation is no more. And one day you can wake up and call you a baboon. <laughs> so the affirmation is completely disappeared. And I told you to pray. Am I speaking to you? Somebody say the affirmation. We are talking of your speech, your words towards the thing that you love, towards that person that you love. I believe that this one is going to help a lot of people who are in relationships, serious relationships. Don't stop speaking in the dimension of affirmations. Don't stop affirming that individual that you he still love you. Am I talking to people here? That's why a lot of people cannot graduate from the eros to the pragma. Because the eros, the feelings will go. But the pragma, you need to continue to maintain to maintain, to maintain. I'm trying to help someone in the house. By your speech, continually declaring your love for something. So when you say you love, you always say you love. You always, it must become your language. It must become the vehicle to demonstrate even though the feelings are no more that much. But your words, your words must not change. Thank you, Jesus. Many relationships they broke down because somebody stopped saying what they used to say. They stopped. So it's like now you are in a union. In a union of friendship. Because and 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 the tricky part is that a lot of people who get married. Some of them they are driven by the eros only. Without the filia, which is the friendship. It's only the feelings. No friendship. So the feelings can go away and then there's no more friendship and then the marriage is over. It cannot grow. <laughs> Thank you. 
the air of sleeping together. Be intimate. Your feelings. And let the feelings go. And then when one day as he's off to work, you're alone. And you realize most this guy is, is, is not even friendly to you. There's no getting good afternoon to you. So there is no more affirmation and the feelings they are no more. Then the eros would stop from growing to the pragma, the enduring love. And I need to someone here. What I've noted in life is that a lot of women can have the eros. But it can go. But when you talk about their family, those a lot of mothers they they are happy, not to the husband. To the husband, they the eros, and sometimes that eros it cannot go to the pragmatic level. But to their children, they they are happy. <laughs> That's why people say a mother's love will not die. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm joking. He's a thief. Yeah. He's a businessman. He's a successful pastor. Oh, not as a mother, you still love your child because you love unconditionally. But when we talk of your husband, there are conditions there because you are loving your husband in the era of the nation. Only. There is no philos there. Now, dimension of love. I plan to help people here. But many fathers they struggle even to operate in the agape, even when it comes to their children. That's why a lot of fathers can have many children scattered elsewhere. They don't care. And I don't think someone here. They don't care. If you are a child and you don't look for the father, he will never look for you. You never. It's like he never had a child called you. And let me give people here. You, 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 you see what we're talking about here when you're talking about love. So it means that even the staunch, that love that is because you are a family, it's not even existent. Your father you don't even know where he is. Tell me Jesus. I'm trying my best to help someone. So, love is dimensions that you need to understand. And if you don't understand those dimensions, it's possible for you to be locked up in one dimension and you think that you are you know how to love, yet you don't know how to love at all. We are talking about what? Affirmation. Affirmation. We are talking about the vehicle that will carry you love from you to another person. You have to perpetually remind that person. You have to perpetually reinforce to that person that you are still in love. By, let me say it. By what? Affirmation. By what? 
affirmation. Some of you may even forget even the, the day your, your partner was born. Now you ten day, ten years in that marriage, you don't even know his birthday. You forgot yours also. No more affirmation in that one. Am I going to Then affirmation alone is not enough. It's not enough. And there are a lot of people saying, what am I going to do with your words? You told me that you love me. Am I going to eat your words? Especially ladies who say that. How many times have you been saying you love me, but your actions, they don't show? So you are only affirming, 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 affirming. There is a language that I heard people talking about fencing. In another church, a brother will go to a pastor and say, you know, man of God, I want to marry that woman. So, after affirming, after affirming, the pastor will announce to the church that, you know what, that brother and that sister, they are in acting but the brother will be what fancy so all the brothers in the church they will know that that sister belongs to that brother then the fence is there it's put as a new defense but when it comes to action now so that the brother can prove that you know what the fence that i put i need to to build my structure here in this yard, there's no action. <laughs> and then the sister will become a victim losing her time. The calendar will be moving, will be moving. But the brother has just put a, a fence. They can even go to a level of going even to Facebook and then to say in a relationship. And then it's a fence. Everyone who looks at the profile of the, of the sister will think, ah, you know what, this one is in a relationship. <laughs> but the brother has what? Only a that he is in love. But the action is missing. And many of those dimensions will fail. Why? Because it's not enough to say. It's not enough to say. So we move to another dimension. We are talking of the language whereby you demonstrate your love. We go to another level which talks of the acts of service. The acts of service. When you love, you act to serve. Thank you, Jesus. You cannot say you love someone and you don't even save them. You cannot say you love your mother and you cannot even save her. You are still having your money in your pocket and your mother now, she has run out of shoes. But you will be saying, Ah, Mama, you call her to affirm. Mama, I love you so much. But the acts of service, they are absent. So if your mother is a normal thinking woman, she begin to ask herself, but you know, what kind of a daughter do I have? She always told me, send me text messages, but am I going to wear those text messages? 
believers fail. They can say, Jesus, I love you, Ashemi. But let's talk of the end of service. Let's come to prepare for the church, to clean the church. Not even one of them comes. But they are busy, Ashemi. Jesus, you know what? I love you. And Jesus is waiting now to see the demonstration of the love. Let's not talk of the acts of service. There's nothing to prove. Am I with you? Even in your marriage, the act of service must be concrete. You must learn to serve your partner. Right now, your husband is in winter. He is, if you don't have a geezer, you don't even know how to even boil water for him to bath. A total of what? Acts of service. When he says, my shirt is not clean, you say, ah, do it yourself, you have got your own on hands. Hallelujah. You have your own hands. Go and wash your own clothes. Why do you say, I must do them? You have your own hands also. Go and do it. We are not talking about what? The acts of service. That are missing. That person will be saying, I love you. And then that person will begin to look now in the acts of sadness, actions. Now the silence, I'm talking sense now. When he's coming from with your husband, he finds his pup with a with a big jacket. With a big jacket. I don't understand that I'm big as a juicy. When it is hot and it get, gets cold, it, it creates a layer that looks like a plastic or so. It becomes so hard. And then the man comes at home and he has been waiting for you. He himself is what? He is acting to save you. But you, you cannot even make a hot meal in your family. I'm talking to the wives in the house. Because you see, you've got your audience just cook. The, the kitchen is there, the ingredients are there. I cannot cook two times. <laughs> Am I speaking to people here? I'm trying the best I can to help someone here. That's why your relationship is iffy, filled at the error's level. You're talking about the acts of service. There was a certain man who was saying to me, there was a couple jumping into a car. They were going somewhere. The wife, she was looking nice, smart, but the husband. And that man was asking me, man, man of God, do you see what is happening here? Look at how nice this wife is looking. But look at the man. The man is looking like he is wearing a wetsuit. But the wife, she's wearing a nice outfit. She doesn't care. So if you want your love to be love, move out of the dimension of only affirming, affirming, affirming to that man, that man, that husband that you have. 
and graduate to the dimension of what? Of service. Thank you, Jesus. Some of you have been married for 20 years, but you, can, you, you don't know how to iron a man's trouser. If you iron his jean, you put him porno there. A big line on his jean. It's like you're ironing the formal trousers, but it's a jean now. We don't know. You've never tried to understand how to save in that one, in that relationship. They might speak to you for you. I don't know if you get what I'm saying or what. I don't care. I don't really care. I, I'm saying the truth as it is. You need to improve on your what? On your service. Even in church, if you say you love God, your service must demonstrate that you love God. There are people who say they love God, but their actions, they speak another language. If in Jesus, it's so I believe when he's looking at you and you say, I, I love you, Jesus, and he's taking your, your actions, he's shocked. What kind of life is this without action? Jesus, what time you say, I was poor. But you people, when I was first, you didn't give me anything to drink. I came to you naked, but you didn't want clothe me. We are not talking of what? He's talking of what? Of actions. Not only love, love, love. It's an affirmation. We're talking of love, it's an action. Like it or not, this is the truth. Amen. Go and discuss it as one, as much as you want. Amen. Because you, I know that you discuss you people. Amen. Go and even give the message to other ministries. It is good. Let the word go. Amen. But this is the truth. Amen. How can you say you love someone and then you don't demonstrate it and you don't act? If you do like that in your marriage, I'm telling you, someone will steal that husband from you. Someone who knows how to get. <laughs> there are people who know how to get where they say something. And then you are, you are just at my point there in the house sitting, doing nothing. There will come a time when somebody will begin to check your, 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 your level of service. Are you valuable in my life or are you nothing? And when it comes to the level and you realize that you are just nothing, someone will begin to think of moving on, to look for someone who can add value to that person's life. We are talking of the dimension whereby when you love someone, you add value to their lives also. Thank you, Jesus. And it doesn't end there. Then love must be demonstrated through giving. Through giving. We cannot talk of any love without talking of giving. I don't know what kind of love that one is. It's just an affirmation. Love must become a gift. This is the third thing, component that we must see in your language when you talk of love. in their relationships they are positioned on the receiving side but when it comes to the giving side they run away 
They love someone when they are getting something from them. We love the man of God right now because the man of God is saying some sense to you right now. He's giving something to you. <laughs> I am helping someone here. So, we are talking of the giving the nation. And whenever we talk of the giving the nation, there is the giving and the receiving. There is the giving, there is the receiving. Be very, very careful in any relationship that you may be in. If you continue to be the receiving all the time, be very careful. Am I open somebody? If you continue to be the receiving, the receiving, that one is the giver, the giver, the giver. There will come a time when the giver will be tired of you. Because also some of you, you wake. You wake. But you have never given your husband any gift. Amen. You have never. Can I speak to, me, to, to some people here? <laughs> you never. You are the only one receiving, receiving, receiving. The husband even his salary must come to stretch to your hands. Am I lying? This is exactly what is happening in families. What I'm saying. And then the giver gets to become tired of the day. Thank you, Jesus. So, check how you are positioned in this kind of an equation because the equation must balance. Are you the one always receiving and receiving endlessly? You're the one receiving. <laughs> to receive. But when it comes to you to give, thank you, Jesus. This one is a, it's a weakness, especially to many ladies. To give the husband something. The day you buy your husband a shirt, you go around telling the whole neighborhood that I bought him a shirt. They take only one day you put a shirt, you tell everyone. And yet the Bible says that the other head must not know what the other head is doing when you are giving. That's how you be positioned yourself. You are only a receiver, but you are not a giver. And when you continue in that kind of a setup, someone will get tired of you one day. Amen. Am I open someone here? When it comes to your family, a lot of mothers in this church, listen to me. And listen to me, the Holy Spirit. Some of you, you don't treat even your husband's family the way he treats yours. You don't. It's about your positioning now. You feel like it's only yours to receive. Never to give. So this one, if you don't correct it, all these things that I'm saying, to someone who's got ears to hear, if you hear and you listen attentively and you go and you apply, then you see results. Thank you, Jesus. 
Somebody say, I hear you. I hear you. Somebody say, I hear you. I hear you. So, where are you? When we talk of this relationship of the giver and the receiver, the giver and the receiver. There are so many people who are not shy to come to church and say, Pastor, pray for me. I need a job. But when they come, when it comes to giving in the house of God now, when it comes to paying their tithe, trouble comes. As long as they're getting something from God, that's the majority. Thank you, Jesus. Am I helping someone here? Am I helping someone in this place? Somebody say, I'm changing my position. I'm changing my position. Say it like you mean it. Say, I'm now a giver also. I'm now a giver also. Baby Jesus. I'm coming from the dimension of what? Of only receiving. Correct that one. Thank you, Jesus. Am I telling you people with ears to hear what the Spirit is saying? Well, that's exactly the root of your big problem in your big marriage. That one. It can end your marriage, that one. So we are in position whenever we talk of giving or receiving. Because you cannot say you love without giving. Because love, love is a giver. When God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Thank you, Jesus. The other thing that we need to talk about is the physical touch. The physical touch. The physical touch. That one, normally when we talk of the eros, that one, that one is what grows cold. And also, when we talk of, about the other dimensions, we are talking about what you do physically, what are you doing physically for your God? Baby Jesus, I don't want to spend much of my time on this one. Somebody say the physical touch. Physically, you must demonstrate that you love your God. Even when it comes to coming to church, you must come punctually to church. Physically, coming to church. In time, it demonstrates that you love your God. This one in other dimensions is more prominent, especially talking of the Eros dimension. A lot of people, they don't get physical with their partners and then they still expect that love to continue. I don't talk about that one. The last dimension that constitutes how you speak your love, how you transmit your love, it pertains to time. It pertains to time. Time. Thank you, Jesus. Anything that you love, you devote time to it. Anything that you love, you give it time. If you love television, you're always on television, giving your time to television. If you love God, you're always in the house of God, devoting your time, devoting. Am I speaking? We are talking of what we call the quality moments. 
the quality moments. How can you say you love something and you are not giving that thing time? You're not giving it that thing time. If you say you love music, you give yourself time for music, especially to these guys playing the keyboard and to the other people singing in the choir. How can you say, I love praise team, I love praise and worship? You don't give time. When you arrive, it's just brew, 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 two minutes and you're done. <laughs> when you love something, you're not always too busy for that thing that you love. Baby Jesus, am I helping someone here? Am I speaking sense? When, when you love choir, you, you, you're always giving time. And since the people who love music, eh, to a level whereby you, you are you're always hearing them, rehearsing, practicing, sharpening their skill, because they love music. And then there are some who say they love music. They just appear only for 15 minutes. Blah, 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 blah. They write down the songs. They say, tomorrow these are the songs that we are going to be singing. It's done. Am I helping someone here? Ah, somebody say, Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Somebody say, Help me, Lord. Say it like you mean it. Say, Help me, Lord. Time. Do you love that husband? If you love him, how much of your time are you giving that man in the house? How much of your time are you giving it? Some people they don't have time for their family, but they say, I love my family. But they don't have time for them. We're talking of quality time together. Probably go there at the river there for a picnic with your family. As in demon, there is no demon in that thing. Am I speaking to people here? Am I helping somebody here? Time! Somebody say time! Time! If you love soccer, we will see you by, the, by your time, the time that you devote to be there in the playing ground, playing soccer. Your time. If you love God, we also check your time, your watch, to see how much you are spending in the presence of God. You're going to see that there is a big gap, especially whenever we talk about time. Because the greater percentage of you, you are always too busy. I was busy there. I was busy there. Thank you, Jesus. How much is laughing? Am I helping someone here? You are always too busy. When you are always too busy, that thing that you are too busy with is the thing that you love most. So when you are too busy chasing money, it's because you love money too much. Right now, we've been restarting as a ministry. A lot of us are not there in the church. They are too busy. So when we talk of their relationship now with Christ, 
their relationship okay when we try to weigh it now it means that thing is more important than their relationship with christ am i speaking sincere am i helping someone here how are you spending your time if you love cooking you spend your time cooking there are certain people when they cook you think that it's an order that you place there it stays and you say da mine i want it medium done the eggs will not come out properly cooked the vegetables they're not properly cooked the meat is not properly cooked it has like they were hanging they is like it's like someone was chasing them they never devoted their time to do that thing and that is what is making a lot of people to fail at the end of the day am i helping someone here am i helping someone here somebody say i hear you i hear you somebody say help me lord i want you to to tell to your neighbor ask them how much of your time are you devoting to the presence of god do you know as a matter of fact from the day these people stopped the church coming it was in end of what end of may end of may most of you here that's the the last you prayed on your own that's the last time you made a prayer most of you that's the last time you opened the bible that time so june was a month where you were busy with our things you were saying let me take advantage because of the lockdown there's no church to 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 disturb my time Take my time. Remember to be brave. Time. I like your silence because I know that it's actually getting deep, 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 deep to the heart. Your time. Your time. I want you to ask that person close to you. Ask them how much of your time. How much of your time are you giving God? Ask them like a minute. I can see that you are also afraid uh, because yourself also. <laughs> You're lucky on that one. You cannot even. God has given you 24 hours a day. You cannot even give him 30 minutes to say thank you, God, for the 24 hours that you've given me. There's nothing like that with you. It's always you. That time is always you. I'm always busy. You cannot even pray for five minutes. In a day, with 24 hours, in a day God has given you, you've received. But you cannot even commit even a f- small fraction of your time to say, God, I thank you. Because your love for God is with conditions. Thank you, Jesus. Because your love for God is God conditions. Some of you when you don't have money, you don't have the love of God is is gone. You only love God when you have money, when you feel like my pockets are they are better. That's when you demonstrate your love. 
Imagine people here. Now we are in the last days, ladies and gentlemen. The Bible clearly says that in the later days, the love of many people it will grow cold. Why am I talking of love? We are in the last days. And a greater majority of you, your love for God, it is growing cold. By each and every lockdown, baby, lock out the church, your love, it goes down by another minus three degrees. Growing cold. In the last days, the love for many people pertaining God, it will grow cold. Thank you, Jesus. You don't even give him time. Am I a piece of money? Am I a piece of money? These five dimensions that we have spoken constituting your language when you are in love. You need to begin to work on those things. Your affirmation. If you can do it to your husband, you're waking up and you tell your husband that you love him. Are you doing it when we talk about God? Are you doing it? How many times do you tell God that, you know what, Jesus, I love you? How many times do you do that? It may be someone here. It may be someone here. How many times do you carry out an act of service to show God that you love him by just saving him in another way, in a unique fashion? How many times do you do that? How many times do you give God? I'm not saying give me anything myself. I'm saying how many times do you give God something that you know? When I'm giving this thing, I am serving God. How many times? How many times do you physically engage in the things of God? And how many times do you devote your quality moments, your quality time with the presence of God? If you are not doing that, then I want you to say to that person, corrections. I want you to say to that person, do some corrections. I know that a lot of people, you don't want someone telling you something. Even though if it is to your benefit, you feel like ah, that man of God. That man of God. But what I'm saying, even be the key to your relationship. I'm not talking only your relationship with, with God, but I'm talking also about your relationships with other people. What I'm saying, it can be the key. When Christ eventually comes, this can be the key. That will make a difference. Am I looking for you? I want to suggest a scripture from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. I want you to say to that person close to you the love of God. I want you to say to the person the love of God. Say it like you mean it.
the way you love the other generations that we spoke of. Your love for God must be greater than all the other dimensions of love we spoke of. Because when you take a deeper look, you're going to realize that all of these things that we spoke of, they are incomplete. But when you combine them, when you combine them together, then we talk of the agape now. We remove conditions. Somebody say love without conditions. Somebody say love without conditions. Thank you, Jesus. Are we there? First Corinthians 7 16, verse 22. To those who are flipping open their Bibles. The Bible says, if any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema maranatha. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema maranatha. It's interesting. We are now talking of your love for Jesus. Some of you, the way you love beer, Yes, we are in church, I'm saying it. The way you love beer, some of you. If it was the same way you loved Christ, you were going to be an automatic entry into the kingdom of heaven. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm speaking to me for you. The Bible is saying, if any man love not the Lord Jesus, if your love for Jesus cannot measure up, the Bible is saying, let you be anathema maranatha. I'm finishing my message. I wanted to say to someone, if you don't love the Lord, now I can see fear now. <laughs> if you don't love a lot of people, each and every time, every other sin that a lot of things that are said in church, a lot of people they find a basis for debate. I know that a lot of people after preaching they will take my messages to debate now. To analyze and scrutinize. To subject and to edit. Whenever the word of God is something that you always have to debate on. And then you say, ah, the man of God was wrong on that one. Am I to be for you? And yet the Bible says that any person who will remove even a small portion of this scripture, his portion also will be removed. Sometimes you people of Paris, I want you to be very, very careful. There are certain things that you love and you enjoy doing, but some of those things are very, very dangerous. I'm, I'm saying this. There are so many times when you hear myself. I don't. I, I don't have time for that. When a man of God preaches a word, I believe and I'll take it as an inspired word coming from the mouth of God. I don't have any day and any time to sit down and to subtract what he said. It's not my job to do that. If he is a servant and he's doing that unworthily. 
Then who am I to judge another man's servant? If he is a servant and then God sent him to speak something, then who are you now to check the business of a servant? Are you my master? Are you the one who is sending me to preach? And I'm helping someone. Well, some people they are always into subtracting to sit down to, to filter, to dilute the scripture. To suit their circumstances. Even this message of love, some people will sit down and then dilute it. To suit their own environment. Take the scripture as it is. If you don't believe in tithing, don't tithe. Nobody will force you to tithe. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We are not desperate for your money. We, we, we are not desperate for your money. Amen. If you, you don't believe in something, don't do it. If you don't believe in giving, don't give. Amen. Don't give your money. Amen. If people join our forces and say, let's do this in the house of God, then you don't believe. Don't. You are not forced. Amen. But if you move around now saying A, B, C, D, E, Sometimes be very careful of the things that you say. Am I speaking to people here? Am I helping someone? The Bible is saying, if any man, because some of the things that you do and say, you may think that you are attacking a person, but eventually you may not be attacking a person, but you're attacking the, the master behind the person. Thank you, Jesus. Am I helping someone here? Am I helping? The Bible is saying, if any man do not love the Lord Jesus, let him be what? Anathema. Maranatha. Now, the word, these two things, these, there are two words there that, that are joined together. Anathema, it simply means someone who is burned. Someone who is what? Burned. Someone who is excommunicated to be excommunicated is to be cut off completely and I said that's what it means it means you are being excommunicated it means also in another dimension it means to be accused it means to be accused it means to be banned it means to be Communicated. Do you understand what I'm saying? To be excommunicated, let's say you were going to a certain club, you had a membership in that club, and then you didn't, you break, you broke some of the, <laughs> the rules of that club, and then they excommunicate you. It means that even though, even though you had the money to go into that club, when you go there, they will, they will say you are not allowed in our club. You are no longer a member of this club. That's how excommunication works. To be accused, eventually it means you carry a very, very big curse. Am I hoping someone here? That's what this word anathema means. Then the word maranatha, it means the Lord has come. The Lord has come. So, literally speaking, it is talking of the approaching judgment. 
of the approaching judgment when the judgment comes when the lord comes we are now talking of divine judgment so i want you to check the way you love christ if you don't love the lord the bible says any man who don't love the lord let him be what anathema maranatha it means you are banned and when the coming of the Lord comes and you are banned you don't partake you are banned from the maranatha from the am I saying trying to help someone to understand something here and the approaching judgment it means that your judgment is already there see, there's nothing to judge then your judgment is already set thank you Jesus do whatever you do ladies and gentlemen but be in mind one day the Lord Christ will come back again but is you is he going to find love because the key there is love if you don't love Christ, let you be Anathema Maranatha. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So, whatever action that you do, we are talking of how you transmit your love, your affirmation. Are you affirming when you speak? When you speak, are you demonstrating that you love God? I'm finishing. When you speak, there are certain people when they speak, even though they are they, they act like they are talking about the kingdom of God, but their speech is now nothing to show that they are in love with Christ. Am I hoping someone here? Their acts of service. Your act of service. Do you serve God enough? So that when we talk of your act of service, when God is looking at your act of service, he can say, that one loves me. We're talking of the small things that you can even do in the house of God. Small things that you're even doing in your marriage right now, so that your marriage can work. Hey, am I trying to be for you? But only, 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 on a value chain, your marriage is more important whenever we compare it to the kingdom of God. Why is it that you try to maintain hygiene in your house? But when the pastor talks of cleaning the church, it becomes evil to you. It becomes like the pastor is violating your space. Do you have the love of Christ? You give your children. But when we talk of giving to the house of God, it becomes like the pastor is out of court, out of order. It might be someone here. Your physicality, yourself, the way you engage with your husband physically, if we say be engaged physically in the house of God, it's like we are violating your space. So my question to you, do you love Jesus? When we talk of time, your time, your time, how much of your time do you devote to the house of God? Your time. You can only give God in five minutes of your time. And it is yet the same God who gave you 24.
24 hours in that day. You feel like he's wasting your time to just sit down in the presence of God for 30 minutes is like a great waste to you. Do you love God? That's my question. I'm finished preaching. But I'm leaving you with a question. Do you love him? Someone is saying yes. Is your affirmation in that order? How you speak? Is your act of service in that order? Because all of you here, all of us here, we save people more than we save God. All of us here, we give people more than we give God. It might not be someone in this place. In my opinion, all of us here, we commit more of our time to people more than we commit it in the presence of God. So my question I'm living with you is, do you love God? Do you love Jesus? I want you to weigh that love. I'm leaving you with this message. Weigh your love. Don't always come with an excuse whenever it comes to the house of God. Whenever it comes to God, don't always have excuses, stupid excuses, funny excuses. I was busy. <laughs> Who gave you the time that you are busy with right now? Who gave you? All of you who are always busy, who gave you the busy time? Who gave you? I was busy. Thank you, Lord. It might make sense to someone in this place. You know, you know, we are we are in a, a, a dimension whereby love must rule. We are at a stage whereby love must rule. We are talking of the unconditional love, the agape that we have. It must rule. Thank you, Jesus. I'm done preaching. We can stand up in the presence of God. I want you to say to somebody close to you, revise your life. I want you to say to that person, introspect. Look deep into your life. Do you love him the way you must? Do you love the Lord Jesus? Because if you don't, the Bible says, let you be anathema maranatha. Thank you, Jesus. I'm leaving you with this question as we are closing this service. Ask yourself how much you love him. Because most of us here, we think we love God, but we don't love him. We love him in that dimension we love other people. There may not be someone in this place here. We love him in an incomplete dimension of the word love. May your love begin to be completed. May your love be completed. I'm talking about the agape, the agape love, the agape love, the agape love. Somebody say the agape love, the agape love. Somebody say the agape. Because if you love him, you are like him. He loves you unconditionally. He loves other people unconditionally. So the question is, do you love him? The way you 
tell people you love him, remove conditions. Because when you say you're busy, when it comes to God, then it means there's a condition there. The busy becomes the condition. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to pray just a short prayer. I'm going to lead you. And the prayer that you're going to make is for Help me. Help me to grow in love. Follow after other things. Spiritual gifts. Desire to prophesy. But may charity be the key. Desire to speak in tongues. But may the agape be the key. Desire to grow in faith. But may the agape, the unconditional love, be the key. Desire to give. But may the agape, the unconditional, be the key. In all that you pursue, do it in love. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to make a prayer. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. I'm not hearing you pray here. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. I commit my life to pray. And I declare the unconditional love of Christ. May it become my portion. In the name of Jesus. Help me. From me, Martin Siziva, I believe that this segment has been a blessing to you. You are free to share this message and spread the kingdom of God. This episode has been brought to you, courtesy of Royal Kingdom Embassy. We are located in three centers in Paris, Free States, South Africa, as well as in two centers in Cape Town, Somerset West, as well as Guguletu. Join us every Sunday for worship. For inquiries, please call plus 277-2866-330. Alternatively, you can email prophet.martins1 at gmail.com. Be empowered to experience kingdom life.